SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. 2020 has just been marked with so much disappointment, a lot of pain, frustration, strife, and we can all use a little more Christmas this year. We're talking with author Sherry Gregg today at SOS Radio. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. You know, it's funny because we think about Christmas. We think about all the comfort and joy. And this year, it's been a little harder to kind of shift our mental brain into that space, hasn't it? Yeah, yes, it sure has. A lot of people are suffering loss, but I think that's why Advent is actually perfect for 2020. So let's talk about Advent for a little bit. A lot of Christians didn't grow up in traditions where they talked a whole lot about Advent. How is that different than Christmas, Sherry? Advent is the season of the few weeks before Christmas leading up to Christmas. So in more liturgical churches, we don't celebrate actually Christmas until Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and then we celebrate Christmas after that. So Advent is the season that traditionally was set aside for preparing our hearts for the Christmas season. And I think one of the reasons it's so perfect for this year, which is why it was so meaningful for me when I discovered it, is that it gives you that space to be okay with all of the things that are not right in all of the places you're still waiting for God to show up. I think sometimes we can feel like a lot of pressure to be joyful and happy around the Christmas season. But if we're going through a season of suffering or grief, that's hard to manufacture. And Advent's a great place to wait for God and to continue to bring those things before Him and just rediscover hope again. We think of Christmas as the most wonderful time of the year in normal Christmas years. And this year, obviously, things feel a little different. And we're talking with Sherry Gregg. And this year, we celebrate the joyous season of Jesus' birth as the pandemic just continues to grind and drag on on our economy, on our emotion, and our online school. And Sherry, how do you hope Christmas will be celebrated differently this year? Well, I hope that it's a chance to pause and to be honest with God about those things, because I think that's where true hope begins. I don't think it's really possible to get to a place of true joy unless we've first been brave enough to be real about what isn't right, you know? And so I hope that we will find time to be quiet and still and to rediscover the hope of Jesus in Advent that, and then from that, hopefully share that with others, you know, to more consciously love our neighbors during that season as well. So Sherry, as we're working to prepare our hearts through this Christmas season, and it feels a little disjointed, right? And in our own heart, you know, we feel tired, we feel weary. Maybe you don't feel all the holly jolly feelings you normally want to feel at this time, and you're trying to fake it for your kids. What do you suggest? Personally, every year I try to find a devotional to walk me through that time. And that's one thing. I also like to be intentional to set some time aside each day to just be still and to be quiet. You know, and a lot of the story of Christmas, if we really look back to the prophecies, talk about longing and waiting for the Messiah to come. So I think it really tracks along well with what we're experiencing now. One of my favorites is Isaiah 9. It says the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. And I think that is how a lot of us feel right now, that we're walking in darkness. But our hope is that Emmanuel is coming and the Prince of Peace is on his way. 
And I think this is a beautiful time to lean into that hope. It's interesting when we think about the hope of Christmas. We think about our world today, and everything is through our own narrow mind, and usually it's our own self-centered mind. But we're talking with Sherry Gregg today at SWS Radio. Sherry, you did a whole lot of research studying Advent, the preparing of our hearts to fully comprehend what Jesus did coming into this earth as a little baby, the idea of a manual God with us. But when we look back in history, the times that Jesus were born into were terrible, They were joyous times. Right. And so that passage from Isaiah was actually focused around Capernaum. And the people there had really been assaulted over and over throughout history from various regimes. And so they knew what it meant to walk in darkness. And it's where Jesus chose to live during his earthly ministry. You know, so Jesus is not afraid to enter into our brokenness. The Christmas story really begins with violence, with the slaughter of the innocents, and then it ends with violence with Jesus on the cross. And his message there for us is that he has come to walk alongside us during the most brutal and the most unsettling and fearful times of our lives, that that's the hope of Emmanuel. We're talking about the hope of Christmas with Sherry Gregg today at SWS Radio. When we read through the pages of the Bible and the stories, we see a lot of prophecy. And today, we think about prophecy as like, okay, strange things that we don't understand and we need them to be interpreted. But the real definition of prophecy is an inspired declaration of divine will. And there was things that were foretold hundreds of years or even thousands of years before Jesus was born about who he was going to be, who this Savior of the world was going to be, where there was going to be a reset to our world. And Jesus was born into some really dark times, Sherry. Yes. I think that what is so meaningful to me, and especially as I was researching this book, because I tell it by focusing on individuals and scripture and their stories, is that the same truths that were true for them are true for me. And that at the moments when it seems that nothing could be an option. Like, I love the story of Ruth and Naomi, and that Naomi said, call me Mara, because I am bitter and I have nothing. And and the end of that story shows her with her grandbaby on her lap, and that God has shown up and provided for her in ways that she could have never even dreamt. And that grandbaby was in the lineage of the Christ child, you know. And so that's, The hope for me is that the same God who brought resurrection to the men and women throughout Scripture can bring resurrection in my life as well. You know, most of us remember that first time we felt God nudge us and saying, hey, I'm here, or hey, I care, hey, I love you. And it finally grabs your attention where maybe we were just callous before. We're talking with Sherry Gregg today at SWS Radio. You've traveled throughout the Middle East and done a lot of study on Advent, like preparing our heart to fully comprehend what Jesus did coming into our earth. But in your book, you wrote that you were sitting on a hillside in Israel when you first believed that God loved you. I mean, where were you? sitting exactly, and how did he show you that? We were at so many places. I don't remember the exact location. I can remember what it felt like and looked like, but I grew up in a faith environment that was a little on the harsh side, you know, and I know a lot of Christians have that story, and I grew up so afraid I couldn't be good enough, and because of that, I really kept God at a distance, and I do remember the teaching on that hillside was based around the cross and 
that it tied back to the Psalms where it says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that if you read down to the end of that passage, the psalmist makes this declaration that God has never left him. And I began to think, well, maybe he's not an angry being up in the sky. Maybe he really loves me and maybe he's really coming for me. And for me, that is the beauty of learning to interpret scripture through the Middle Eastern lens, that maybe some things I misinterpreted were kinder and more loving than I ever imagined. Now, Sherry, in your travels through the Middle East, how has that experience shaped and sort of expanded your understanding of the Christmas story? Well, I think what's so interesting is that we don't realize sometimes how much of our picture of the Christmas story in our head comes from things we have seen on TV, Christmas pageants at the church, and it's very difficult to imagine it as it happened thousands of years ago in a culture so foreign to ours. And as I began to sink down into that and understand culturally what was happening, over and over again, I find that God was so much more profound and kinder than I ever imagined. You know, we can't help but when we read Scripture to fill in the blanks in our heads, but sometimes doing that through a Western modern lens fills those blanks in incorrectly. And so that's why I wanted to give my readers as much of the cultural lens as I could. We're talking about how we can understand the complexity of the Christmas story by really leaning into what Advent's all about. We're talking with Sherry Gregg. She's an author, spent a lot of time traveling through the Middle East and researching the liturgical patterns of Advent and studying the stories throughout the Bible that lead and tell who Jesus was going to be before he was ever even born. And Sherry, it's really interesting because when we walk through the spring, we think about the resurrected Christ on Easter Sunday. We'll talk about the season before that in Lent. And when we're approaching Christmas, when Jesus was born, we embrace this season of Advent. How do you see the differences of Advent and Lent? Both had the same purpose, uh, believers taking time to prepare their hearts, one for Easter and one for Christmas. And so it's supposed to be a time of deep searching and a time of quiet and sort of reorienting ourselves to God so that we can receive whatever it is that He has for us. So they have a lot in common, actually. I know this whole Christmas season has just felt a little more disjointed than normally, Sherry. For those that want to incorporate the idea of Advent into their Christmas celebrations and prepare their heart, where do you suggest they start? I think you start with finding some kind of reading that you'll read every day, and you set aside time for that. I like to call it making space. For God. And I think it's hard anytime around this time of year to make space for God. But even though we're moving a little more slowly this year, we still always have those devices in our hands. The TV is on, you know, so I think it's important to just shut everything down for a little while each day, sit in the quiet and find something that helps you make space for God. Now, Sherry actually wrote a book called Advent, the Story of Christmas, which is also a good example of how to do that. It's one of those that you could read in the morning when you're getting ready, really trying to comprehend what Jesus did coming into this earth, because it's so much more complex than just God saying, okay, I'm going to be a baby. There was so much more that went into this, Sherry. Yes, and the story of Christmas and Christ's arrival begins in Eden. You know, it begins in that moment when Adam and Eve have lost everything and they're 
leaving the garden and God is making a promise that he will bring them back home. And then that story is traced chapter through chapter through scripture until it arrives at that baby in a manger. It's a long story, a love story of redemption woven through scripture. We all hate to wait, and we're talking about how that plays into the Christmas story with Sherry Gregg today at SWS Radio. It's interesting this year because waiting feels like all we've been doing, right? Now we're waiting till the end of the year. We don't want to wish our life away. But it's interesting when you read through the stories of the Bible, especially with the season of Advent, Sherry, you learn a lot about how waiting is actually a key component of this story. It is. Waiting is such hard work. I was just thinking recently that it's holy work, right? I remember writing in that my journal recently that waiting for God to show up in the hardest moments is holy work. And I think that we have to be willing to lean into that holy work to really discover what He has for us, because we might think we have an option, right? We might think we have a solution to whatever we're waiting for. I know sometimes I find myself telling God how He should fix whatever is wrong in my life. But inevitably, he has something completely out of my ability to imagine that he's going to do. And so Advent is the holy work of just showing up and allowing the weight to rest before God and let him do what he wants to do. For a lot of us, the story of Christmas has been played out. It's been watered down. And we all know the story of Joseph and Mary traveling to Bethlehem and Jesus being born in the manger outside. We're talking with Sherry Gregg today at SOS. And as you were preparing for this new book, Advent, the story of Christmas, Sherry, and you actually walked through those same places and those same cities and studied this in a deeper way and studied a lot of Middle Eastern history and culture. What did God show you differently about this story than maybe you thought about when you were a little girl reading it? Well, I think the biggest thing that blows my mind was the phrase, there was no room in the inn. And what I always pictured through my Western lens and maybe from Christmas pageants at church or the Charlie Brown special was like an inn, like we would think of, and there was no vacancy, right? But what I learned, which shook my world, was that word is Cataluma, and it means a guest room. So as everyone was going to their hometown for the census, they would have stayed with family members. And that was Joseph's hometown. Bethlehem was his hometown. So there would have been so many people that he knew and loved in that town. But what the scripture literally says is there was no room in the guest room. And so in a Middle Eastern home, the stables were beneath the house in the basement. And so in a cultural lens, because there was no room in the guest room, Mary would have been moved down to where she could have some privacy in the stables below to give birth. So that's a very different viewpoint from what I had manufactured in my head from what I had been told. Now, Sherry Gregg has a new book. It's called Advent, the Story of Christmas. It really digs into these stories as we're trying to figure out the best ways to prepare our heart to fully comprehend the birth of Jesus because there's a lot that goes into this story that starts all the way back in Genesis, Sherry. Right. It's Genesis when Adam and Eve are leaving the garden and God promises that he'll find a way to bring them home. And And then it slows down with Abraham and God choosing one man from which to bring the nation of Israel, 
that his son will be born out of. And it's just God faithfully weaving the ribbon of redemption through the lives of ordinary men and women who in their own lives were waiting for God over and over again until he brings it to fulfillment with Mary and Joseph and a baby born as a peasant in Bethlehem. We're talking with Sherry Gregg today at SWS Radio, and her new book, Advent, The Story of Christmas, is out now. Thank you so much for your time today, Sherry. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you for having me. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.